Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody, episode 143. I'm Rick Shields, I'm here with co-host Guy, um, and this podcast, very excitingly, mm-hmm. is brought to you, powered by our really good friends, Golf Bidder. Your best friend? Uh, one of the top three. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> well, I don't have many, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so our good friends at uh, Golf Bidder have hooked us up for the next four episodes, Um you know that I love Golf Bidder. Going down there to their, their superstore, their kind of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory of golf clubs, <laughs> uh, where sometimes they'll have up to 25,000 different golf clubs from all the major manufacturers. You've seen the videos I've done there with Pete. I've done other videos as well with Golf Bidder. And I'm going to give you a little sneak preview. A little, little sneak snump, something. <laughs> There may be some more golf bidder videos coming very soon. Can I give them more? Yeah. There definitely is more golf bidder videos <laughs> coming soon, so they will be class. And hopefully, who knows? I'm not promising anything. Maybe a £500 golf bidder challenge versus a certain Peter Finch. I'm not saying anything. Unless he's but, scared. Uh, but that, that's what's out there. Call him the out moment. now. This is the title of the podcast. Peter Finch. Right now, I'm on this lens. Peter Finch. You're probably going to... No. Think think positive, Rick. I've played really good golf today. Come on. Call Peter Finch. You, me, £500 each, golf bidder, challenge, 18 holes. Let's do it. Sign on the dotted line. <laughs> Get your people to speak to my people and we'll make it happen. Wow, that will be exciting. But yeah, golf bidder, what a company. You've worked with them for about six years, I think now, Rick, isn't it? A long, long time. Great partnership. And it's great that partnership is carrying over this year as well. Um, and also for you listening, thinking, what do I get out of this? Well, I'll tell you what you get out of this. Uh, the next four weeks, so this week and the next three, we are going to read out a Dear Rick. Each person that gets the Dear Rick read out puts into a little pot. Right? Oof, this, this little pot, at the end of the four weeks, going to pull someone's name or maybe not their name potentially because if it's a Dear Rick, it might be secretive. Ooh. But we'll pull out, like the, for example, their story. man gets hit by golf ball in eye story, for yeah. example. Yeah. That person will win a voucher um, to go and spend at Golf Bidder. Now, the good news is, I said a phone call with Golf Bidder. Okay. We haven't come to the conclusion of how much this is going to be yet. Oof. So by the last week, we'll have an announcement and we'll tell you. It could be like 25 million quid. 
could be. Could be £2.50. It also could be. But stay tuned. Yeah, make sure you get your dear Ricks in. Email Rick. No, it's not. Email podcasts at rickshields.com. Yes. Um, this is a mad start. I actually didn't know this. In The company started in 1997. Now, I know a lot of you who have watched my YouTube channel for a long time. They'll know what Golf Bidder is. It's a website where you can sell and buy used golf equipment. The best of used golf equipment. Um, they... They're just a fantastic company. You can sell, if you've got a garage full of old gear, you can ship it over to them and you can get a nice big load of money in your bank account. And also, if you fancy trying a new club or trying something that's secondhand, you can also buy new from Golf Bidder as well. Nice. You can buy from the website. But it started in 1997 and it was originally called Mashy Niblick, the shop. I didn't know that. No, no, the die. And then before going online to Golf Bidder in 1999, I think that was a wise move. Golf Bidder's a good name, and it's simple. <laughs> Not mashy nibblocks. Um, but no, it's good because I think you said maybe off camera then before we started just doing some chatting, as we always do, just chatting along, just chirping Sometimes around. Sometimes we chat when we're not got a microphone no, in front We of have us. to pay Rick to chat to me normally. So it's like he has to be making money from our <laughs> conversations. So when they're not getting recorded, it's very short one-word answers. <laughs> Talk to me. All right, that's enough talking. Um, but... Secondhand clubs are a good way to go yeah. because there's a lot, certainly in the last, we said this before in videos, but last six or seven years, there's only small incremental changes to golf clubs. We all know that. No one's getting the um, wool pulled over their eyes these days. So if you fancy a new driver, by all means, go out and buy a brand new one, shiny, take the wrapper off. It's a good feeling. But if you want to get yourself a good deal, I don't want to get your pants pulled down. I don't want to get ripped off. Secondhand is a good way to go. Yeah. We even see now a lot of tour pros aren't always upgrading to the latest and greatest, are they? We look at even like Matt Fitzpatrick, mm. like when he won his major this year, like he has a mixture of obviously new equipment, but also some old gear in there as well. Even Tony Finau, who's recently gone Nike. back yeah. to back wins, has got a Nike Vapor 2 iron yeah. still in the bag. So it just goes to show that new equipment, yep, it's all fancy, it's all shiny. And again, all available from golfbidder.co.uk. Nice little plug. Perfect. Um, what an adventure today has been. Yes, it has. So we've been filming a Break 75 that's not out this Friday. It's out next Friday. Absolute Barry Banger at Wallasey. That's all we're going to say about that because it's a good one. Is that what you're going to say about Wallasey? Or do you want to say more about Wallasey? Yeah, because we're not going to talk about it apart from this. Wallasey is the best thing since sliced bread. That's what I'm going to say. So been very fortunate this year to play some incredible, incredible golf courses. I've been very fortunate and you've tagged along a lot of the times this year <laughs> actually tagged along tagged along at some of the amazing break 75 yes. venues we've played this year now wallacey golf club which is down the road almost a neighbor to royal liverpool mm. hoy lake where it's got the open next year it can often kind of maybe somewhat get overlooked yeah and i don't think that's wrong to say i've overlooked it it's not an open championship venue it's hosted bigger tournaments in the past mm -hmm. like English Amateur and some of the ladies' events and open qualifying back all the way in 2006, I believe, the last time it hosted open qualifying. It's one that could easily be neglected. Yes. It's unbelievable, the golf course. Unbelievable. It's in my top three. Top three golf top courses. Three it is, it is. And it might be because... I'm, almost, I'm almost intrigued to know what, what you... Th I know St. Andrews is number one for That's you. number one, but that's not on the golf course. That's on the whole thing. Okay. But it's number one regardless. So... Have you got a two and a three? Because I'd be intrigued to know what, what comes above that for you today. You'd have to say no. I don't want to put yeah, you on I the spot. No, I don't know. I think Burtdale is up there. Yeah. I, I, I feel like with Burtdale, I really enjoyed it. I played quite nicely, which is always a good good when you play a golf course and you play it nicely. But I think with for Burtdale, I hear how other people rate it so highly. So 
that's almost made me rate it higher. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But honestly, right now, I would say, although I've not played King's Barns, been a number of times, that place is unreal. Yeah, that is, that is pretty I must special. admit, other than that, I really can't put many above Wallasey on today. Today, yeah. it was lovely weather. It was sunny. It was calm. The greens were insane. The condition was ridiculous. Everything about it. Played okay, well enough to enjoy it. Without giving it away, you played well enough to enjoy it. Um the inside the clubhouse was ridiculous. Everything the, about it. The history of the place is something I it. didn't know yeah. particularly. So we got shown around by uh, Ren, who's the um, front of house manager. Yeah. And a lovely, lovely guy. And quite simply, the fantastic story of Wallasey, and certainly UK listeners and viewers will appreciate this. Over here in the UK, we play Stableford a lot in we club do. competitions. Um, Stableford is a format where if you have a blow-up hole, if you have a nightmare hole, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you quite simply, on your net score, you get two points for a net par, three points for a net birdie, four points for a net eagle. And if you went the other way, you get one point for a net bogey. And after that, anything more than a net double bogey, zero points. Yeah. So it means you can pick your golf ball up, you have a bad hole, but it doesn't matter because a couple of net birdies, it levels out. Yes. And the goal of the game of Stableford is after 18 holes to have ideally 36 points as you play into your handicap. The format Stableford was created on the second hole there by Dr. Frank Stableford himself. And it's a fantastic story. Quite simply, he hated the first hole. The first hole was a nightmare hole for him, which a lot of people, people don't like the first hole, do they? Like they can be, not, I'm not saying at that uh, venue, yeah, of get, their own golf You course. get out of the car or whatever, you hit a bad shot, you've, you've been excited all week to go and play golf, next thing you top one off the tee or you come off with a seven, it's like, oh, all week for that. Your round could be ruined. Could. And basically Frank thought, you know what, I've had enough of this. I'm a clever man. I'm a doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sort this out. So he uh, prescribed golf. Nice. The medicine of being able to say, do not worry about having a blow-up hole. I'm going to come up with a format that's going to make everybody around the world enjoy golf more. And I do believe that that's what happened. Um, was it 1931? Ni- 1932-ish, yeah, around that era. was the first time Stableford format was actually played at Wallasey, again, created by Frank uh, Stableford. Um, and like I say, in America, I know we've got a lot of American listeners and viewers, I don't believe it's a format that's used there at all. Yeah, no, I know. You said that to me. I didn't know that, but apparently it's not. Um, but yeah, what a the little plaque on the second tee yeah. where it was all invented. Um, and then also it um, is the golf course where Bobby Jones qualified for the Open, which went on to win. So there's an unbelievable painting in there of him that he has signed that apparently, should we say this about Augusta? Um, I don't think we should say the value. Okay. But Augusta really, 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 really want that picture. Yeah. And they have offered... A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money for that picture. And Wallace have said, no. They've offered about the same amount that the golf bidder winner is going to win in vouchers. So that, wow. <laughs> that's just showing how much it actually is. Um, so, yeah, the original is there. It pride and place above the fireplace there at Wallace in the clubhouse. And the clubhouse is so nice. Bobby Jones signed portrait, which re- Augusta only have a replica of. Because, again, <laughs> the story, Bobby Jones set up Augusta in the first place. Um, with with Alistair McKenzie as the course designer, and even you go back to the history of Wallasey when it was when it was um, established in 1891, it was Tom Morris who got commissioned to design the golf course. And there's still four four holes or four greens at the same as when he designed it. Yeah, it's just anyway, great place. Cannot rate it highly enough. And like I say, that will be out in a couple of weeks. But we teed off at half seven this morning. Mm. We flew round. We did. 
we had to because there was a chasing group but we flew around a couple of nice games of golf and like i said that'll be out next friday um had some nice food and then we were heading back here to the uh to the podcast because we we want to make a podcast. We want to make a podcast, and um, you for for reasons we don't get into, you had some issues with your car recently. And... So I've currently been cruising, and you know what? I was really excited about talking about this in the podcast. The last hour and a half, I wouldn't in the brand of it though. Why not? Because then you're giving them the exposure they wanted to give you in the first place. I wouldn't give them that. Well, it's up to you. But Go on then. Another company. Another rival company <laughs> <laughs> so basically i've got i've got an audi and it didn't it something went wrong with it and i wasn't very happy so i spoke to the guys at audi and said i'd like to have this rectified and i'm interested in an electric car and i'd like to try out one of the e-trons they've loaned me for a week an e-tron gt rs yes which is a ridiculous ridiculous car it's like a spaceship on wheels and it's electric and it's fast as hell and they gave it me last wednesday with 258 miles of charge in it that's the limit Mm -hmm. okay i've been driving it driving it all week chilling out thinking yeah whatever if i get to charge it i'll charge it whatever right no big deal (laughs) leaving wallace today it was 30 36 miles to the office here to do our podcast and on the barometer on the mileage it said 35 miles Mm, close "Mm." call gonna be tight so i thought it's all right don't worry whatever so set up on my way <laughs> set off on my way at 12 o'clock 12 o'clock i set off right remember that time and i'm driving along and i'm thinking this is quite nice and i won't go quite as fast i'll reserve a bit of uh, power and about halfway there i thought well let's stop off at a charging station i've always wanted to do this why not pull into a petrol uh, service station pull off there's two electric charging ports i'm thinking brilliant this is this is handy as hell i'm going to sit here for 20 minutes 30 minutes have a quick coffee i can be on my way ready for the podcast unfortunately the one that was in available was out of service and then i continued to go to four more other charging stations one at a travel lodge which didn't work one at a fiat garage which would wouldn't let me charge it because it's an audi which i understand yeah um Another one that wouldn't allow me to log in with my phone. And then the final one, which was a Tesco, which I thought, okay, I'm in. Free of charge. Let's ch- let's charge this puppy up, mm. okay? Um, I was very conscious that I was leaving you guys waiting and everything else. Not you guys listening and watching. You're going to get your, your podcast on time, but guy in the team here waiting for the podcast. And uh, so I plug it in. I'm, th- I'm feeling quite quite chuffed about myself. I walk in Tesco, grab a white monster, nice. have a little mooch around. It's probably about 10 minutes, okay? I'm thinking, okay, that that's probably should be done by now. <laughs> Go back to the car. It increased by one mile. <sighs> one mile. That's quite poor. So I had to wait for literally an hour to charge like five miles just so I had now enough mileage to get to the office because I've been all around the bloody area around Warrington trying to find a charging port that I've now managed to get to the office at three o'clock three hours after I set off which shouldn't have taken it should have been a 56 minute journey I've now abandoned the car in a local garage in a local car park that promised me on the online on this bloody phone thing I'm not blaming my phone sorry I'm blaming, blaming, blaming anything that's electronic now um they said there's going to be a charger there. There was no charger there. So I've literally abandoned my car in a car park with 0% mileage, zero mileage. I don't know how you do this. And I don't know what's going to happen next. So I'm question, frustrated. Question for you. You like things being last minute. I get that. You like the excitement, the thrill, all right? What I don't understand is, I'm sure you can clarify this for me. You knew yesterday, you knew on Friday you were coming here, right? Didn't you? 
are you going to Walsy and back to here? Yeah. You knew that the, the numbers of miles were going down fast. Yeah. Going down quick the way you've been driving that car <laughs> responsibly. Why did you not last night go and actually have a quick look online, go and do it last night, have half an hour in your car, scrolling, charge it up? I've got time for that. I'm a busy man. <laughs> I'm a busy... Life is busy, guys. I'm not... a busy man. No, I was. It was my daughter's birthday party this weekend. We had we had friends around on Saturday. We had a big, big blowout, hungover on Sunday. Yeah, granted. Didn't want to drive. Um, uh, yeah, just one of those things. But yeah, I do live life on the edge, and sometimes I get my fingers burnt, and one of those days... Today is the day I, I get... I would get it if it was fuel, where you knew that there, for example, is a petrol station. Because you didn't understand where the infrastructure was going to be, <laughs> I... that's the bit that's like a bit... Oh, do you not... The thing that I was hoping for today... And it's, I'm not blaming Wallacey for one second because it's not their fault, it's my fault. <laughs> There'd be a charge if, if they would have, If there was a charger there, life would have been rosy. Or the other thing that knocked me off, and it's again, it's not the driver's fault, it's my own fault. I've got to take full responsibility for my actions. When I first pulled into that service station, the first one that I pulled into with, with ample time thinking this is rosy and there was two charging stations there, and I went to the one that wasn't, it was out of order. The car next to me on the screen had only been there three minutes. If I'd got there three minutes earlier... I could have had that. That could have been me. Yeah. I could have been in that coffee shop sipping my drink and I could have watched that car pull up and be out of service and gone, ha, take that sucker. <laughs> I said this to you off air before. You live life on the edge and 99 times 100, <laughs> you float through life. Every now and again, like today, you get your fingers burned. And I'm going to say it, I quite enjoy it. But also, to some degree... I also quite like the drama of it all. Yeah. So the tales tell your as, grandkids. As much as it's something to talk about in the podcast. Speaking of drama... One second. Go on. Speaking about new cars and electric, yes, I'm interested if anyone wants to email. Um, go on. Speaking Dramas. of drama, people like Break 75s because there's drama. There's you making birdies occasionally. There's you Sometimes. making doubles occasionally. Um, we've got a very good one dropping this Friday at um, Delamere, Dunham Forest. I always get those two muddled up. I always will. At Dunham Forest, good golf course. Um, you challenged me. We had a little match. We had a little match. Stroke people, play. people have been asking for it, Guy. People want to see how good I am against you, so they're going to see it. You're going to see it, and it was a good match. That's all you're I'm going to say see for now. It, and you, um, you're going to finally find out who, who is the best on the day. Who is the on best that day? Who was the best golfer yeah. on, at this table on that day? Um, but. The other news that's arguably even more exciting about that rubbish match that doesn't even matter at all, no one's bothered about that match. Not giving it away at all, but just no, no. enjoy it and watch it. I played well. I did play well. You did play I well. Hands. I played well. Shoot me. Um, <laughs> Break 75 last year, we did like 12, 13 episodes, wrapped it up, right? People liked it. This year, that was his plan. Let's do 12, maybe 14 episodes. You played some amazing golf courses. The plan's changed. Elaborate, Rick. Talk to me about the new plan for Break Again, 75. Switch me on my camera, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Break 75 is going nowhere. We ain't ending it. I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> too many views. Start beating my chest. Break 75 isn't going anywhere. We are going to continue it throughout the year. We're going to go and travel. We're going to go to different places around the world. We're going to go to Europe, America, Africa, Australia. <laughs> we, we are going. Break 75 is going on tour. It will not stop. It will never stop until I finally break 75. No, obviously the only time it will stop is when Rick can't charge his car and his clubs are in it. But until that day, it's going on. Yeah, um, so break 75. Exciting. We are going to continue it throughout the year. And then the only thing that will change, each year you're going to get a new series. So we're in series three at the moment. No, we're not. We're in series two. So start next year, we might just turn it into series three and episode one, just so you you understand when things actually got filmed. So I'm really looking forward to that. If there are golf courses in 
the if, if there's golf courses you'd love me to go and play, leave them in the comments on this post or tweet me or at me at Instagram. Um, Any other ways? There's lots. You can send me a letter via yes. pigeon. Oh, via yeah. pigeon. Stick, a, stick a letter on a pigeon, whispering it's there, go to Rick Shields, and then see what happens. Yeah. Go to the local electric charger. <laughs> you'll see Rick there in tears. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I think it, it doesn't need to stop. The guys do a great job of editing it. Harry does a wonderful job. He's also had some assistance off Tim this year. Matt, Harry, Tim, even Ed has been out filming it this year. So hopefully you guys have been enjoying it. I think it's a much better product. It's yeah. not as kind of snappy, snappy, quick fire anymore. It's a little bit more... Chilled out vibe. It's a little bit more chilled out. Throw a meme in there if needed. They're probably going to get a little bit longer, the episodes. I'm sure that everyone's excited about that. Who's ringing me? Howdy. Howdy, yeah. Um you can't park your car there. <laughs> We've noticed that it's got 0%. Um, so, yeah, Break 75 is staying. We are going to keep getting better at it. Um, I honestly, right now, and I said it out on the golf course today, genuinely, I don't believe I've ever been as confident on a golf course as I was You're today. chipping. There was one bad one, I think. Other than that, your chipping was like a different guy. And I can kind of, I'm all right with the bad one because it was like, it was really tough shot, and it wasn't horrendous. It was just a really tough shot. And also, if the bad ones are happening occasionally, but there's a lot more good, confidence will build, oh. and then the bad one will start to go away. So um, I'm really, really excited about that. The, yeah. Um, I think spending time with the lads from Good Good, that kind of raised my game because I had to because they're very good players. Doing the meetup where there was like 500 people watching and I hit some really nice shots, that gave me some massive confidence. And I've just tried to snowball that confidence on top of each other, on top of each other. So fingers crossed we will continue it. Um, and listen, I'm not going to break 75 every week, but the premise is not that. It's enjoy, sit back, relax, and hopefully you can watch a bit of nice golf. Yes, um, we've had some great emails this week. We asked for emails and we're getting emails. So if you want to email us, podcast at rickshields.com. Obviously, we're going to do Dear Ricks every week that uh, awesome golf bit of prize that we don't know what it is yet but it's going to be a lot in it um, <laughs> however I have an email that is a real um, random one but I'm going to read it out because it, okay. it, it, it caught me I've always, I've always said punch your titles get me I like clickbait I get drawn in clickbait the click click, uh, click yeah, yeah clickbait cl- the clickbait king yeah I agree with him <laughs> but it said greetings from the past so I was like whoa okay uh oh whoa, whoa whoa what's <laughs> going on here <laughs> From a guy called Mark Leach. <laughs> mini right? mini Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Leach. Um, let's call him Leachy or Leacho. What do you prefer? Leacho, Leachy? Leachy. Leachy. I don't think anyone should be an O. Rico. Well, exactly. Obviously, I got that experience. Yeah. And he, did, he hated that experience. It kind of started, slightly haunted me. What was worse, Rico, or what happened today with the car? Which was a worse experience? Rico, by a mile. Was it? Oh, God, yeah. There was no gain from the Rico incident, was it? No. So you get the thrill, at least. Yeah, I got, I got the excitement. And I got to, yeah, Rico, it was like... The only thing that would have made Rick a bit more exciting if you'd lamped him. Yeah, didn't need to, did I? He saw <laughs> what he was dealing with and bailed. Uh, anyway, well, probably a really nice guy deep down. I know, sorry. Um, you are watching. He, probably, he, he won't remember. He's probably he won't remember. So it says, hi, um, Guy and Rick. This is a giveaway there, what this might be. Hi, Guy and Rick. Think about that for a second. Greetings from the past. So that might seem a strange thing to say, but let me explain. I am a longtime fan subscriber of the, of the channel Rick Shields Golf, but only have this week joined the podcast scene, okay? I think a lot of people this week have. We pushed it last week, didn't we? We did. Good week last week. Um, if you want to get any more beef with Tor Pros. Oh, sorry, you mean the podcast, actual the podcast. I thought you meant the podcast group. Oh, no, 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 sorry. You're right. I know we did, but he's on about the actual week. podcast, ah, the whole thing, okay? Nice, welcome. Welcome Reason le- being, Leachy, Leachy, Leacho, <laughs> no, definitely Leachy. Reason being, I forgot to get some books for reading poolside whilst I'm on holiday. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. ...day this week, so I thought I would find a podcast instead. Yours, the first one that I came to, probably because it's top of the chart. I don't know why, but it might be that. Um, and to my horror, I discovered you were already 142 episodes in. Not wanting to miss out, I've started binging. From the very beginning, and as oh, I write this email, poor, poor I'm currently still in February 2020. Such simple times before anybody had heard of the word COVID. And Ed Brown was the only name on the VIP board. Remember Ed Brown? I'm going old school now. So then he says, now I have no idea whether or not you're still doing Listener of the Week or what the current <laughs> requirements are. I've attached screenshots showing I'm following the Facebook pages and also shared the podcast group with my local community group. I would love to be your Listener of the Week. Uh, in the full knowledge that I will not know if I've been accepted for about six months <laughs> whilst I continue to plan through the episodes. By that time, I might have also forgotten they even sent this email. So it'll be unexpected surprise if I get a shout out. Oh so, Mark God. Leach, Leachy, or Leachy, as some people know him as, you are this week's Listener of the Week. If you don't know what Listener of the Week is, you knew around here. Listener of the Week was a big part of the podcast. Back in the early days, back in the garage days. OG days. The really OG days. So he has actually sent us, um, he's a member of the group, he's uh, following you on Facebook, and he's also put a post in the Facebook as well and shared it with his friends as well. So big shout out for Listener the of the Week. That right now, he's going to, he could probably work out when it's not going to be played. Like he knows at least for the next two years of listening. Yeah. It's not going to, this isn't going to come it's up gonna be a conversation. Long, yeah. That's madness. Well done. You know what? It's dedication. Yeah. Well done. And I, I feel sorry for you listening all the way back then. We may bring back you know Listener of the Week occasionally. I feel like if you honestly 
binged and listened to every episode, we've probably contradicted ourselves so often. Oh, <laughs> For yeah. Like 143 episodes. Well, that's the beauty of... Uh, Podcast, weekly yeah. podcasts. You do that sometimes. Maybe we should start deleting one. Imagine that if it once it was up for a week, it was gone. So you had to be in the clubhouse constantly. It'd be quite good, that. Actually, it would be it? good, yeah. We could say things then, and then no one would be able to, like, we could record it, I suppose. Um, also, then, so this is going to be the first Dear Rick sponsored to, by, brought to you by, powered by my friends, your friends, Golf Bidder. GB, I sometimes call them when I'm just chilling out. Go me for and it. GB. Um, so. I'm not going to read out the person's name because it's about his son and um, I don't want his son to get complex. Okay. Uh, my son's little... <laughs> joking. Sorry, I had to bleep that out. It says... Put a timestamp on that, Matt. Yeah. Hi, Rick and Guy. My son, X, started playing golf seriously last year and got his first handicap in August last year, which was 52.4, right? After less than a year, his handicap is 11.3. So he's dropped 41 shots wow. in a year. That's, That's insane. Incredible. Which I think is a superb achievement on its own. But in the last few weeks, he started getting very frustrated and very angry. Throwing clubs and his dummy has been getting spat out the pram. I love that he's, he's emailing this, I do. this to us. He thinks he should be hitting every shot like a professional, a.k.a. like a Rick Shields. Could you give him any Oops. advice and tips on his game? Love the podcast, love the videos, keep up the great work. We both listen and watch every week. P.S. We're in the clubhouse, so I said that was some intent. Then we're not going to say the na- the guy's name okay. because. And how old is he? Well, he doesn't say, but I feel like I'm going to say around fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking like maybe twelve or thirteen. Yeah, it's got twelve to fifteen bracket. Okay, this if, is this is my advice, and it's three very simple words. Okay. Oh wow. Golf is hard. That yeah. that golf is hard. And I think what's really hard, certainly for, for this young lad, who's obviously had tremendous improvement yep. in a very, very short period of time, he's going to expect that same level of improvement all the time. Yep. And it doesn't happen because when you first start and you start, you, your win is just to hit the golf ball. 100%. Your win is then to hit, 50 yards or 100 yards or whatever that may be there's no you're not you're not disappointed with bad shots bad shots happen and you're like well i'm expecting that over the period of time he's been playing golf and it's not long is it a year just uh, yeah much a year yeah, now, yeah he's come down 40 odd shots so he's improved tremendously well he must have great sporting ability he now has got to a point where improvement is slower mm. it doesn't come as quick anymore he's not going to drop another 40 shots next year it's yep. impossible. So he's got to understand that uh, there is a limit to um, the, the the improvement scale. And if he's got down to 11 so quickly, there will be a little bit, sometimes you'll hit a brick wall. Mm. And sometimes it isn't easy to get down to single figures or to get down to five, whatever his next goal may be. Because again, golf is hard. And he might have just got to a limit that is ahead of his of his progressive curve really he shouldn't be at 11 in that short space mm. of time really so he's probably got to a point now where he's getting frustrated he's thinking he's gonna he should keep improving and i'm sure a lot of people around him maybe even his dad or fellow people he plays with will be giving him oh god you've improved so much i can't believe how well you've done and suddenly when you that's that improvement starts to slow down you suddenly start questioning oh god am i, am I still as good as, as i should be yeah so I think my advice for him genuinely is golf is hard. I remember when I was a young young lad learning this game, 
I used to get really frustrated. I was definitely through the dummy out of the pram many, many times. Um, wasn't proud of it, but at the time, it's your emotions. It's it's growing up. It's you know being 13, 14, 15. It's dealing with a lot of different emotions that are going through your through your body, and it's hard to um, control those emotions sometimes. Certainly on a yeah. golf course. Certainly a sport that you probably love that you want to just keep getting better at. I think what's difficult as well. You hear sometimes about when like footballers spit on the pitch or whatever or do bad tackles that the word then that that youths may copy because that's what the professionals do. Now, thankfully, obviously, golf, there's very few bad examples that we see. But you sometimes see some golfers on tour slam a club or do whatever, shout in anger, break a club even occasionally. But what those guys typically... I think our friend John Daly broke his putter this week. Well, there you go. But what those guys typically do very well, they have the moment of madness. And then very quickly, maybe untrained eye doesn't even know, they get back into game mode again. And if you're watching a tour pro, I'm not saying that's why these youngsters do that, but you can see it on telly, it becomes accepted. Most amateurs can't do that. If we hit a bad shot and scream and shout and throw our club, we're so angry, our blood pressure gets so well, our heart rate gets so high, our blood pressure increases, et cetera, et cetera. We get all fidgety, annoyed, angry. The next shot is inevitably going to be another bad one. And that one bad shot leads on to three or four or yeah. five. And next thing it's an NR on that hole or whatever. Do you ever go into blurry head mode? Yeah. Where like, you almost can't, focus like your eyes are like blurry and it's just like you certainly if you're having an absolute nightmare in a hole and you, you're, you're stuck in a bunker or you're four-putted or you've just hit two out of bounds off the tee and suddenly this kind of fog yeah. fills your mind Happens. and it's so hard to kind of snap out of it um so uh, for, for me he's probably not doing anything massively wrong he's probably just learning to control his emotions he's he's improved really really quickly it sounds like he needs some new golf clubs from golf bidder <laughs> so he's it's a great it's the best story we've heard so far yes it is definitely in, in the dear rick series it's a quick one though on that this is something that baffles me about golf and i'll never ever i don't think get how do i, I almost find comprehend this is that we went to as we said all last week jcb for the seniors event right Par 72, mixture of tees, some off the black, some a bit more forward. But either way, it was set up nicely. Tough golf course, right? James Kingston, the first round, shot 62. It's mad. 10, ten under, under par. par. I can't even dream 10 I can't, under par. And I said that. to you last week, even doing that on a pitch and putting to 100 yards, you still got to make 10 birdies. It's still unbelievable golf. Never mind a proper championship golf course under pressure when you play for money. The next day, James Kingston shot 74. So it was a 12-shot swing. So think how good he must be. At the moment, obviously good anyway, but in a good, you know, in a good streak, good spell, to go out and shoot 10 under. The very next day, he shot two over. So even those guys at that level have days of massive... 100%. So Have you got the leaderboard there in front of you? Yeah, yeah. He ended up coming tied third, so he still did well. This Um, is a mad one. Look at Sandy Lyle's scores. Was he near... So he, he did come near the bottom, but he had two. The first two rounds weren't his finest at all. Check out his final round. Yeah, so there you go. He went, I'll read him out. He went 81-83. So obviously, again, not his, his best golf. And 68. Like, that's crazy. Oh, that's the flip side of it. So it's like, if he, these he guys... He had three rounds and didn't shoot in the 70s. Yeah. He had 81-83, 68. But that's the thing, though. If these guys at this level are having... So, and that's not, I don't mean that by being a few shots here or there. Massive, huge swings. Then obviously, you, you know, Junior, who's been playing a year, might one week go out and shoot his 11-over pass with handicap. And that's nice. Played well today. There's no reason why the next week he won't go and shoot 23 over. It happens, and it's frustrating. I don't think we'll ever get our heads fully around it, but unfortunately, that is golf, and it's kind of why we love it, because we also get so frustrated by yeah. it. 100%. I think I think that is one of the most fascinating things about golf, where I, if I when I was when I, we were running a lot, certainly that month of May, yeah. 
I'm trying to do 100k in May. I could almost, to a degree, I saw improvement every single run. Yes. Every run, I got faster. And I would have been totally shocked if suddenly my, one of my runs was five minutes slower. Yeah. It just wouldn't have been. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Unless yeah. I was injured. And I feel like in, in that level of sport, whether it was running or whether it was, um, I can't think of other, any athletic sports really, I'm sure they look at it and go, God, I was 0.3 difference today. Mm. I can't believe that difference. In golf, it can be such vast differences that, like say, it can, it can just completely blow you out the water, 100%. which is mad. Um, I totally agree. I was going to come on something then. I've got it and I've got it again. Go. So we've not, talked, we've not mentioned before the podcast we were going to talk about this, but I think we should. Um, we've had a, a, an email. Sorry, we've had a... Um, on Facebook, we've had a question about you reviewing clubs. Will yep. you review the title of TSR? Short answer is, yes, you will be at some point. But maybe a little <laughs> bit about how we see you reviewing clubs in the next few months, years, and how much of a priority it is and stuff like this. I think it's something good to talk about on this platform where I've got the time to delve a bit deeper into how you see club reviews going and how much of a priority they are in terms of the content, etc. I've I've always, over the 10 years of making YouTube videos because I started reviewing products very, very early in my YouTube career, have always enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I've never been, as people know, I've never been attached to a golf shop or a golf store, totally independent. I'd never signed to a, clo- a club brand. My honest opinion, I feel like that I hit it well enough to give really good data, but also I'll hit it across the face accidentally to give some re- reference on forgiveness, dispersion, things like that. Um I've got a fairly repetitive action that gives me some consistent, really consistent numbers. And I've really enjoyed testing products. And I'll talk about whether I like the look of it, the price of it, the feel of it. And over 10 years of testing products, I feel like I've got a very, very good gauge of what a product feels like in the very first few hits. Mm-hmm. Like I've hit so many different drivers. I can kind of feel different, you know, different things that probably a lot of amateurs or a lot of people who don't test golf equipment for a living can't really feel sometimes. Yeah. And I still love it. Every year, certainly towards Titleist, come out with new drivers every two years. TaylorMade, Callaway, uh, Cobra normally come out with drivers every year at the start of the year, and Ping come out every kind of eighteen months or two years, eighteen months or two years. For a lot of the headline drivers, I'll probably still be reviewing mm-hmm. because I do enjoy reviewing them. Yeah, definitely. Um, how much of a priority it is now? I still passionate about it i still want to do it but i think i possibly prioritize other content over reviews a little bit more mm-hmm. like I, I from the viewers from what people have said they like seeing me go out and play golf they like seeing me challenge against other people they like seeing that side of things reviewing equipment is a part of the business a part of what we do but it's not as i'm not reviewing every single golf club all the time yeah. That be summarized. No, I all? think yeah, hundred percent. I think what we've said, kind of when we've talked about it before, is it's still a core part of what you do. And we actually, as kind of equipment nerds, love getting new drivers in our hands. I'll hit some off camera. You'll obviously hit lo- loads and loads of balls. We'll discuss it loads again off camera. You go through a very in depth review on camera, even on the podcast to talk about stuff again. So it excites us, but it has become a point. Certainly, a lot of certainly drivers and things where it has hit. A, we know it's there's a bit of a limit, isn't there? So most drivers come out and they are quite similar. So it's how do we make videos are still fun and exciting whilst reviewing that driver. Um, and like you said, it's something we're going to continue to do, 
but it's just maybe not the focus it once was. Yeah. So, yeah, there'll still be, I'll be testing the tight list, I'll be testing all the different drivers, but for me, I test product that excites me or I think that there's a interesting story around it. So, for example, a few weeks ago, I t- we tested that Ping Chipper. Yeah. Because it's that's interesting. Mm. Ping, a really established brand, have brought out a chipper. Yeah. A- effectively, a gimmick golf club. Mm. Fascinating. Like, there'll be, I love testing different golf balls. I love testing, I love testing everything. But like I say, I'm not testing every single set of irons, hybrids, three woods, drivers in the world. It's just not feasible. It's not something that I'm wanting to do all the time. But uh, for your main real, real flagship products from your brands and ones that have really interesting stories, make sure you are subscribed to my main channel to not miss out on any of the new reviews that will be coming for the foreseeable future. Yes. Do you want a few Facebook questions, a few quickies. Um, quickies? So again, if you're not a member of the Facebook group, what are you doing? Join it. Rick Shields Golf Show podcast group on Facebook. Uh, Chris Desborough asks, what are your club head speeds with driver pair of you? I would normally say I'm 110. Yeah, 110 miles say. per hour. We're very, I'd say we're very similar, but then I'd say we're quite close on driver, but you're longer with irons. I'd say club comfortably more. Uh, this is a good one for you. Matt Bowden, how often do you clean your golf clubs? Oh my God. Um... Oh, never. The other day when we played Dunham, I looked at my golf clubs and I thought, they are disgusting, Rick. Mm. So I went in the shop and bought a, a groove cleaner <laughs> nice. and I bought a towel with all intents to clean my clubs that I played. I think I did yeah. it twice. I think I did yeah. it twice. I, d- I don't know. Like Sometimes if I'm stood on a par three, I'll just get my tee peg and yeah, just get the go groove. through the grooves. But I've said it before, I don't like the clubs to look too shiny. Like I don't like them to look too perfect yeah. behind the ball I, I look i look down at it and go it just puts me off yeah. i'm all looking at the club head where if there's a bit of dirt and a bit of a bit <laughs> of muck on it just not not to yeah. affect the ball flight but i'm like yeah that's more that's more my style i like mine being clean but i found if i actually the night before I go and play golf clean them and get all excited to play worse yeah i do so i'd rather just them be okay the, um, the, sorry the last thing the only time i do really quite like it is similar to that if if you go to like a posh golf course yeah and sometimes you arrive early, the clubs get whisked away and they get cleaned. Quite like that. That is a nice touch. Because it feels like, well, I've someone's put the time and effort in, and I really appreciate that. But I don't feel like I've put no pressure the, on you. I've not put the love in. Yeah. So the clubs don't owe me anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where someone else has, has given the love. I get that. So I feel like, okay, you're back. Lucas Harford, what course etiquette slash unspoken rules do you think are legit? Versus one, do you think I'm minimal? So I suppose he means what things on the golf course make a massive difference that people should do versus not. So for example, it's quite rude or you wouldn't walk across somebody's line. In reality, in the grand scheme of things, when another hundred people might walk that green, does it make that much difference? I don't know. Like I've casually with friends and they've walked over my line. Doesn't make that much difference. But that's one I wouldn't do. It just I would say the only thing it depends on is is the the squishiness of the greens. Yes, true. And how heavy set said person was very true and how big the feet are very true because suddenly if you've got wet greens someone heavier yeah with big feet there's definitely indentations that take place yeah which don't recover quick enough for your putt but probably recover quick enough Next. for the group behind yeah, that makes sense i think um stuff like people standing in your eye line it's not gonna make that much difference but it's quite nice when you play with people who know a bit about how to play golf and maybe more established too but I don't like when someone's messing in the golf bag when yes. you're hitting a shot. Yeah. Or they're, mess, they're messing in the pockets and you can hear tea pegs and coins and whatever rattling around. Yeah. I really don't like that. Well, um, I suppose I'm, I, I used to be, because I used to play a lot more competitively, only at my club, nothing massive. I was a lot more playing golf like that where people were more serious and kind of more whatever. 
Whereas now, if I play with friends, I'm a lot more just chill. I don't really mm. care if someone's having a chat or on the phone, I'm hitting a chat or whatever. It doesn't yeah. bother me as much. So yeah, no, I, first. I, th- I think maybe phones, I know, I know I've got been guilty of it. I think phones actually ringing on a golf course can be a bit annoying. Yeah. Because you don't expect it, do you? It's the, it's the unexpectation it's the, um, yeah. of it all. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, I don't, yeah. And so, never, last thing on this, never pick another man's hole. Ball out. <laughs> pick another man's hole. <laughs> never, never pick another man's ball out of its hole. What? <laughs> never pick a ball out the hole that's not yours. Okay. Certainly on a hole in one. Okay. Yeah, we got it in the end. That was nice. <laughs> uh, so Thomas Buckley has asked one question. This might be his only ever question that he gets read out on the podcast ever. So thanks, Thomas Buckley, for this. It is, what is Rick's best score on Dino Falls? I've never counted fully, uh, but I went with my son, my niece, and my mum last week, and I had four hole-in-ones. It's the best I've ever done. And literally nobody cared. It was almost like I should do it. You should. It's good, though. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I've got a question that's quite a good one, actually. It's a short one, and I feel like the answer most people would say is the cheapest, but I'm going to double... So it's from Mikey Middleton. The best golf ball for those that tend to lose three or more around. Okay. Have you got... I've got a ball. Are you going to say... I think you're going to say Costco. No. No, Uh, Yeah, actually, Kirkland Signature or Strix and AD Triple Three. golf balls. The reason I was going to say that was because... I think when you ask that question, naturally a lot of people would say the cheapest because if you're losing three balls per round and you're playing a lot of golf, that could get quite pricey. So fair play, maybe a cheaper ball. However... Like I can genuinely at the minute lose three balls around, not not in my drive very well. If I lose one ball, I'm quite happy with that, which is pathetic, I know. But equally, just because someone's losing a lot of golf balls, it might be off the tee. They still want to play maybe a golf mm. ball that's soft or that's premium or they trust or whatever. So it's kind of a combination. If you're happy to lose three balls, well, not happy to, but you're happy to pay to lose three golf balls, I'd say play the best golf ball that either fits you what you want to play. If you don't want to spend a lot of money, just buy the cheapest. Yeah, in the, that Kirk, the Kirkland Signature is a very, very good golf ball. Um, maybe one more um, from Filippo Soto. When are you coming to America? Breaking news. <laughs> I've had a lot of breaking news things today. Actually, this is not confirmed, so it's not really breaking news. We were definitely talking to the lads from Good Good about doing a re-collaboration <laughs> in Texas this year. I'm saying nothing more. Last one then, very last one. Um, it is from David Moston. This could be another breaking news one. Can you host a party at next year's... Sorry, <coughs> I'm getting excited. Coughing. Can you host a party at next year's Open and invite us all to join you? I thought like you could do breaking news. You're going you're gonna to host a party at the Open, potentially. You could do. You know what would be really cool? One. And I think we have to do it now before... Because I, I always leave things too late. Yeah. Hence, hence today, not charging my car. Why don't we buy a ha- like rent a house in Hoylake for the open? Yeah, okay. Like proper, like proper go to town. Yeah, the Rick Shields house. Yeah, would it have access to the public though, a bar or uh, for a fee? Yeah. Well, yeah, but like do it really cool. Do it like, every night. That's the place to go. Do you think? Yeah, I, I, I've just had a phone call about. Uh, Oh, yeah, I've just had a phone call from Hoylake saying, yeah, that's good. We okay, perfect. That. Let's We're do it. We're estate agent at Hoylake. We're going to buy one of the houses <laughs> on the side of the, the side of the golf course. Next year's Open should be good, actually. I know it's a long way off, wish, listen, blah, 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 wishing our lives away. Yes. Um, but next year's Open, you're getting a house. We can do podcasts there. People can come and chill. 
banter house. The banter That's house. A, you don't have to pay, it's a password. You knock on the door, you go, password, you go, banter house. You're in. <laughs> wow. one guest. <laughs> Dodgy. Um, yeah, it should be really good. So guys, uh, how, how long was that, Matt? Yeah, it's nice. Works. Thank Works you everybody for, for listening. Um, a little bit short and brief today because I've got to go and rescue my car. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you to Golf Bidder. Um, we have got some really cool guests lined up over the next couple of podcasts. So sit back, relax, enjoy. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> that was a weird question. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird. See you later. Peace. Bye.